You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It was great, man. It was great. You know, not the start. I won it, but it was, uh, you know, um, the finish was fun. And, uh, being able to say thank you to the fans was, uh, it was a beautiful moment. Was the reception what you'd expected? It was unbelievable. It felt great to get booed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, you know, the, the, the recognition at the top of the game. And then as soon as I touched the ball and he booed, I was like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, uh, it felt great. It feel a bit strange later with the Kobe chance? I mean, yeah. You know, honestly, if I could um, chant for them, I would. You know, I don't think you know, the fans here really understand how much they drove me. You know, from the singing of the songs to the shaking of the bus, going back to the hotel. I mean, that stuff really stuck with me. And, I mean, it drove me into, like, maniacal proportions. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't think they really understand how much they meant to my career. The Celtics fall to Kobe Bryant in the Lakers, 112 to 104 in Kobe Bryant's farewell game. We're going to talk about Kobe, and we're going to talk Kobe. about this game for three. Garden Report. Yes, I'm the boss. Welcome to the show. I am Jared Weiss from CLNS Radio. Back and better than ever, Jimmy Toscano from Comcast Sports in New yeah, England. Maybe. Ego's a little bit inflated right now. This guy's been covering the Patriots, covering the number one team in the world. Yeah, all it's over the AFC. world. Well, if the world ends at North Attleboro, more importantly, if if they win on Sunday, they're number That's one right. team in the AFC. That's right. You don't think Brock Osweiler is an MVP candidate right now? They can put it. No, I don't. I can't say. I can't say I do yet. Uh, Broncos gonna win a couple Celt- games. Celtics talk. Celtics talk. Broncos so, gonna win a couple games. Okay, so Kobe Bryant said farewell to the Boston Garden tonight. It was one of the more fascinating games I think we've ever seen in the regular season. Ever. To see that just like ear piercing ovation at mm-hmm. the beginning, then he just gets booed mercilessly for the first quarter, which is like perfect Boston fandom. Good job, guys. I'm sure everybody watching this was sitting at home booing from the couch. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he started making some pretty incredible plays. And we saw, well, I think we saw kind after of. After like, a while. Yeah, after a long while. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Kobe's been kind of going around the league this year, like taking like 25 shots a game, making like six 
of them, and like four of them are pretty amazing plays. And tonight we got to see some great ones. He played really hard defense a lot of the time too. It was fun to see kind of flashes of vintage Kobe. You could tell that he really wanted to play here. This is, and he said after the game, like this is up there with Philly as the two most important stops on his Kobe Bryant tour. And you could see that you could see a little extra unfinished um, step, a little bit, like you said, a little extra tenacity defense, and then that dagger three in the fourth quarter there down the stretch. I mean, that's the Kobe that we all know. You know, obviously not the one this year who was struggling a little bit from the field. Uh, we saw him in the first quarter. But, yeah, it was, it was good to see uh, the way the fans came out, and they gave him the applause, and then that was it. You could tell, like, the Lakers fans that were here, they were trying to get the Kobe chance going later on in the game. But he really appreciated those boos that he was getting, and that was the first thing he said after the game was that, like, oh, it was, like it was unbelievable. He's like, he's like, I'm home. He's like, I'm finally home. Now I know, like, I'm <laughs> in Boston. Like, that's, and and it, honestly, it's probably the only – it's probably the only arena the rest of the way that will do that, that he'll hear mm-hmm. booze. And he's a guy that's, like, he's embraces a villain role more than maybe anybody does. So for him for him to hear those booze, I think that actually worked against the Celtics tonight because he kind of maybe took a step back in the time machine and was like, oh, yeah, like, th- this is what I'm used to. This is this is the me. 2008 right yeah, now. I can still me. hit a step back from 20 feet. Mm-hmm. You know, th- what was really beautiful about it, though, was that with all those booze, in the end, he, you know, waved goodbye to the fans yeah. and got, like, a massive ovation yeah. again. And it's it was just it's just like when Derek Jeter retired. He's a guy that you battled for years and years and mm-hmm. years, or watched your team battle for years and years and years. And in the end, you grow to however biased you may be against the Celtics opponent. At the end, it, you're kidding yourself if you hate Kobe Bryant. You have to yeah. admire, respect, and even love Kobe Bryant. That, that's the key word, respect. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a knowledgeable basketball fan and you're a knowledgeable Celtics fan, you know how important Kobe Bryant is to the, not only just the game but to the rivalry, the Celtics-Lakers rivalry. I mean, how lucky are we? that you know Danny Ainge made that trade for Kevin Garnett and just like that renewed that rivalry because before that I mean I was actually at the game the year before Garnett was traded to the Celtics and there was there were chance for Kobe Bryant MVP and they were filled up they were filling up this arena but it was in a season where the Celtics were you know one of the worst teams if not the worst team in the NBA the place was filled with Lakers fans there was no rivalry at all and it was just good to see you know that you know Kobe even said it like he was just happy that there was that rivalry. He was going to be able to live through that rivalry that, that he grew up watching. Like, you know, I guess our parents and, you know, our older brothers grew up to see some of those things. But we didn't really get a chance to see that. So that was fun. And, and yeah, like a knowledgeable Celtics fan has to respect Kobe just like a knowledgeable Red Sox fan or baseball fan has to respect Jeter. I can tell you, I grew up going to those finals games and – it was just an absolute show every single time oh. Kobe was on the floor. Just the intensity and passion that he played with is pretty much, I mean, Jordan's the only other guy I can think of that kind of played at the level. And Kevin Garnett, I'll give him yeah, credit there too. Absolutely. But there's, something, there's just something in the way that Kobe, you could see in his eyes that there was this whole war going on with him every single game. Mm-hmm. And it was just so special. And it's something that's just so incredibly rare across all sports. And that's that's what, that's why I love him so much. That's why he's one of my favorite players. That's why it's gonna it's gonna really suck to watch you know watch these NBA games going forward when you start to see like the Kobe Bryant's are out. Kevin Garnett might be next. I mean these are guys that you know they they are really at another level when it comes to that competitiveness and just that heart and drive. So you really hope that some of these younger NBA guys can can take whatever they can from them while they while they still have the chance. I can tell you my first ever email address was kb8jam at aol.com. <laughs> I don't know why I just remember that for the first time in like 15 yeah, years. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I had the Kobe shoes too, the KB8s back in like Oh, everybody had those. Those shoes were incredible. Yeah, everybody had those. Um, just a little bit of basketball, basketball analysis before we go to part two. Did, did you think that the Celtics blew it tonight? 
when it came to like kind of Kobe late, and of course uh, Clarkson and Russell were huge later. Did was it just that they really kind of picked themselves up there? The Lakers did. I think the Lakers hit some big shots down the stretch. I mean, I don't think the Celtics by no means were. You know, at this point in the game, they're not like watching Kobe starstruck or anything like that. I don't think the emotion. I don't think that was getting to them. I think the Lakers. I mean, when you really get down to it, the, the Lakers they're, they're not having a great season. They're not an extremely talented team, but they do have these young players in Russell and Clarkson, and they do have those vets like Kobe who. When you give them give them enough confidence, give them enough looks, and they hit enough shots, they're going to drain something. So I think that's what you saw at the end of the game there. I don't think it was a lack of effort on the Celtics' part. I just think they got beat by the better team tonight. You yeah. know, just just tonight. You know, I put it, put the Celtics and the Lakers in a seven-game series. I don't think we'll see one of those this year. But if the, if you did, I think the Celtics would uh, would pull that one off. <laughs> Maybe five to ten years from now. All right, we're gonna we're gonna be back for part two, more Kobe talk, and of course we got to talk about Evan Turner running point at the end there. It was pretty spectacular. So this is the Garden Report, powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. What was going through your mind that moment? You looked at? Man, I uh, honestly I was thinking of using as much leg as possible. That's what I was thinking about. I couldn't think about anything else at the moment. I think about using as much legs as possible because, you know, I couldn't really feel my shoulder too much. And so I really got to get my legs under the shot, really jump forward on the shot. And, uh, and then once it went down, I was like, thank God. Is <laughs> <laughs> your shoulder going to be a problem going forward, you think? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it's been sore as of late. So um, I just got to get back on it and... Uh, you know, pay a little bit more attention to it than I have. I mean, kind of stay on in, kind of keep it going. But I think now we got to be a little bit more aggressive, kind of get us through this, and then uh, and go from there. With the amount of energy that was in the building tonight, how important was it you to have to rise to the moment in that instant to hit that that shot and kind of cap your well, time? It was very important. You know, it's uh, you know, it's um, I wouldn't have heard the end of it, um, <laughs> um, but I mean, it definitely. Felt good to be able to hit that shot, man. When was the, was the most of you stopped in terms of the Kobe tour? I think it's, it's, uh, it's right up there with Philadelphia for me in terms of you know most emotional. Most emotional, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, because I mean, it's, I mean, it's, this place has it really meant a lot for my career. You know, I can't stress that enough. Which is why I wanted my kids here, I wanted my family here. I wanted them to be able to be in this building. I wanted them to be able to see this and experience this. I mean, yeah, I remember, you know, my daughter was having a hard time with softball and the semifinal game striking out. She was crying, she was mad. And, you know, I showed you the video of us losing to the Celtics and you walking off the court crying. I said, listen, it's fine, it's fine. You just got to bounce back. So that's the kind of profound, you know, impact this building is having. It was like a, you have the ovation to start, and then all of a sudden you go out and straight crowd or you get physical right from the get goes. It's great. It's a tough matchup. Yeah, you know I've I've seen him develop. You know from uh, you know his days in Dallas. It was one night where we got in late to Dallas, and I went straight to the practice facility to get some shots up and work out. And who's in there? He was in there. <laughs> he was in there working out. He was in there working on this game. And you know when I see that, I have nothing but respect for him. And uh, watching how much he's developed. All right, we're here for part two. Before we start, we got to do the read for Grandstand. Grandstand for sports fans. It's the app that you need for fans on the stands, whether you're at home or you're in the stands. Use the Grandstand app so that you can see all of the best clips from in the stands, whether it's courtside up in the balcony, all the greatest views. And you can even record it yourself if you're at the games. So download Grandstand in the App Store 
or go to grandstand.me. Now on with the show, Kobe Bryant, we covered that, so let's pivot that, or let's, let's table that for a moment, and okay. let's talk about... A lot of grandstand moments from Kobe. I know, right? All, it was all grandstand tonight <laughs> from Kobe. Um, but Evan Turner and Isaiah Thomas were huge late in this game, and obviously it wasn't enough, and there were a bunch of boneheaded turnovers right at the end of yes. the game that kind of cost it for them when they were starting to close the gap. But... Evan Turner had 11 points in the fourth quarter. Isaiah Thomas had with 13 points in the second half. Second half. They yeah. were really good. They were distributing the ball pretty nicely, but it was mostly their dribble drives, which is awesome. That's why both those guys need to be in the game. And I know there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of animosity towards Turner. A lot of a lot of Turner hate in the world. It's all BS. It. It. I don't really understand it. I mean, you need a guy like Turner in there, especially late in games, because he's the type of guy that's going to create shots. What are you, what are you looking at? <laughs> he's the type of guy who's going to create shots. He's going to create offense, and in ways that I don't think Isaiah Thomas can do it. Because Isaiah Thomas, great offensive player, definitely their best offensive player. But he has, obviously, the you know he's a smaller guy. You need that size sometimes. You need Turner. I, I love Turner taking it to the hoop. I love him... Anywhere inside the three-point line. Anywhere inside the three-point line. I don't want to see He's like a ballerina inside the three-point line. Exactly. I mean, sometimes those turn into turnovers. We've seen them go behind the back one too many times in the past. But overall, you get, you got to have Turner in the game late. And, and Brad Stevens is, I think, Evan Turner's biggest fan. So I don't think we have to worry about not seeing uh, Evan Turner in the game late. But, yeah, those two guys tonight, they were the offense. You had a little bit of Avery Bradley down the stretch there as well. Um, but those two guys, if you're scoring points late in the game, there's a 90% chance that it's coming from those two guys. A little sprinkling, a little Avery Bradley, sprinkling, a little Jay Crowder. That's a little spice yeah, on top of it. Yeah, just a little yeah. David Crowder. But those two guys are the guys I want with the ball, with the ball in their hand. Yeah, and you know, I think Crowder and Bradley function well in the fourth quarter as wing, weak side shooters, as kickout guys. Mm. And, and, you know, and they can run some sets for Bradley in the fourth quarter. You know, that works. Mm. But they want Turner and Isaiah driving. And that's... Yes. you know, and, and the line... Because those guys get to the line pretty well, especially Isaiah. Isaiah is one of the best point guards in the league at getting to the line. He does it pretty oh, well. Absolutely. And it's it's incredibly effective because, one, it gets the opponent in foul trouble, which late can really affect the way that they mm-hmm. defend on the inside. And, two, it slows things down and it allows you to make substitutions when you need to. And, you know, obviously sometimes the Celtics want to do pace and space, but sometimes in the fourth quarter, especially when they're trying to make a comeback, sometimes slowing, slowing things down and really grinding away at a, at a defense that's on their heels can actually play to your advantage. And I agree. And, and there are nights where Isaiah Thomas just doesn't have it from the field. You know, those three-pointers aren't falling. But the fact that he can get to the line, the fact that he does drive, he's not just a shot chucker. He will get to the line, like you said, and he will get to stop the clock. He will get guys to reset. That's why he's so valuable late in games, you know, and, and he's a great free-throw shooter. So anytime he's driving in the hoop, I don't know why guys jump half the time and, and, and foul that guy. I mean, they really, they really should. You'd think that... Anyone the, over 6'10 doesn't really need to jump to defend his shot that effectively. 6'10, I mean 6'5 probably, you know what I mean? 6'1 <laughs> probably. Yeah, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He's, a, he's, he's an aggressive guy. He's a, he's a great player. But the size is something that we saw a little bit in the playoffs last year against Cleveland. They figured out a way to defend him and eliminate his offensive capabilities. So far this year, that hasn't really been the case. Sometimes he's getting what he wants, at, at least at the basket. And, um, you know, it's just good to see. And then just really quickly, David Lee deserves credit. He played really good Definitely. defense in the fourth quarter. That was incredible. The way he was defending the pick and roll, he was working harder than I've really ever seen him work before. And, you know, Jordan Clarkson scored an incredible layup over him, but I thought he defended that perfectly, like in crunch time. But David Lee had a pretty decent game as, like, the eighth or ninth man tonight. No, and he's going to have to step up on the defensive end because there have been nights, again, where... It's a struggle if, for him, usually. Yeah, exactly. And, if, and if, if his shot isn't falling, then he's not... A lot of times, if he's not giving you you know, average defense. Like, he becomes a liability out there. So you'd like to see him showing up on that defensive inning. And at least if, he, if he's not 
he's listen. He's not the guy that he's not the the guy that they're going to on offense. You know, he it's bonus points for him when he gets involved in the offense. He's important to the offense, but he's not the go-to guy down the stretch. So it's good to see him stepping up in that defensive end and at least getting in the way of people getting in the lane. All right, let's say goodnight to Kobe. Bon Do we voyage. have to? We have to at some point, right? Well, he was asked uh, after the game, any chance I'll reconsider? And he said, zero. Zero yeah, chance. There's no chance. There's no going back at this point. It's time. And I think it's time that we retire the Garden Report just for tonight. We'll be but back. Kobe said he would be back to Boston someday. Oh, that's true. But and we yeah. will be back to We'll him. see him at the Four Seasons, I guess, for lunch, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Usually hang out there. For Jimmy, I'm Jared. Kyle behind the camera. This has been the Garden Report brought to you by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. We'll see you on the other side. See you when we see you. Um, I mean, it's just a surreal feeling, honestly. I mean, I I wish I could um, do more uh, to show my gratitude to him. And I just try to just say thank you as much as I possibly could. And it's uh, it's a weird feeling than walking across the center court and looking down at that logo. You know what I mean? Just trying to cherish it as much as possible. How much did it mean to you to win your last game here? Uh, you know, I, I don't really think it would have mattered, honestly. I mean, you just try to win as many games as possible. Um, you know, but for me, it's you know, it's beyond that. It's really just, you know, it's the memory, it's the it's the legacy of this organization and this franchise, and the fact that you know I was able to play a small part, um, and that rivalry is enough for that. Kobe, if the better you feel, the better you play. Is there any chance you would reconsider your decision? Zero. Zero. It's been a month. I mean, have you, has it, you feel 100% better about it? Since you I, I feel completely at peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, truly at peace. I mean, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, man. It was great. You know, not the start. I won it, but it was, uh, you know, uh, the finish was fun. And, uh, being able to say thank you to the fans was uh, it was a beautiful moment. Was the reception what you'd expected? It was unbelievable. It felt great to get booed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, you know, the, the, the recognition at the top of the game. And then as soon as I touched the ball and he booed, I was like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, uh, it felt great. Did it feel a bit strange later with the Kobe chance? I mean, yeah. You know, honestly, if I could um, chant. For them, I would. You know, I don't think you know, the fans here really understand how much they drove me. You know, from the singing of the songs to the shaking of the bus, going back to the hotel. I mean, that stuff really stuck with me. And I mean, it drove me into like maniacal proportions. You know what I mean? So I don't think they really understand how much they meant to my career. You're feeling it. You hit that big three. They're chanting. I mean, pretty much like closing to ice the game. What was going through your mind in that moment? You Man, I just, honestly, I was thinking of using as much leg as possible. That's what I was thinking about. I couldn't think about anything else at the moment. I think about using as much legs as possible because, you know, I couldn't really feel my shoulder too much. And so I really got to get my legs under the shot, really jump forward on the shot. And, uh, and then once it went down, I was like, thank God. <laughs> was, uh, is your shoulder going to be a problem going forward, do you think? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it's been sore as of late, so um, I just got to get back on it and uh, you know pay a little bit more attention to it than I have. I mean, kind of stay on it and kind of keep it going. But I think now we got to be a little bit more aggressive, kind of get us through this, and then uh, and go from there. 
with the amount of energy that was in the building tonight, how important was it you took to rise to the moment in that instant to hit that that shot and kind of cap your well, time? It was very important. You know, it's uh, you know, it's um, I wouldn't have heard the end of it, um, um, but it, I mean, it definitely felt good to be able to hit that shot, man. Is this the most uh, cherished? Is this the most important? Not most important, but the most uh, means the most to you. Stop and turn on the Kobe tour. Boston. I think it's it's, uh, it's right up there with Philadelphia for me in terms of you know most emotional. Most emotional. That's the word. Because yeah, I mean it's I mean it's this place is it really meant a lot for my career. You know, I can't stress that enough. And which is why I wanted my kids here. I wanted my family here. I wanted them to be able to be in this building. I wanted them to be able to see this and experience this. I mean. Yeah, I remember, you know, my daughter was having a hard time with softball in the semifinal game, striking out. She was crying, she was mad. And, you know, I, I showed you the video of us losing to the Celtics. And you walking off the court, court crying. I said, listen, it's fine. It's fine. You just got to bounce back. So that's the kind of profound, you know, impact this building is having. It was like a, you have the ovation to start, and then all of a sudden you go out and straight crowd, or you get the physical work, you get going. It's a tough matchup. Yeah, you know, I've, I've seen him develop, you know, from uh, you know, his days in Dallas. There was one night where we got in late to Dallas, and I went straight to the practice facility to get some shots up and work out. And who's in there? He was in there. <laughs> he was in there working out. He was in there working on his game. And, you know, when I see that, I have nothing but respect for him and uh, watching how much he's developed. Can you describe walking off the court here for the last time and motioning the fans? Um, I mean, it's just a surreal feeling, honestly. I mean, I, I wish I could um, do more uh, to show my gratitude to him. And I just try to just say thank you as much as I possibly could. And it's, uh, it's a weird feeling than walking across the center court and looking down at that logo. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to cherish it as much as possible. How much did it mean to you to win your last game here? Uh, you know, I, I don't really think it would have mattered, honestly. I mean, you just try to win as many games as possible. Um, you know, but for me, it's you know, it's beyond that. It's really just, you know, it's the memory, it's the it's the legacy of this organization, of this franchise, and the fact that you know I was able to play a small part, um, and that rivalry is enough for that. Kobe, if you, the better you feel, the better you play. Is there any chance you would reconsider your decision? Zero. Zero. It's been a month. I mean, have you, has it? You feel 100% better about it since you? I, I feel completely at peace. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly at peace. I mean, it's time. Yeah. So. Kobe, on top of the emotions, you're going to talk about specifically when you're sitting on the bench, when you're introducing it, and all that. What was that? Um, I, I just can't believe this is the last time I'm going to be here. <laughs> you know? It's, I can't believe it. I mean, it seems like yesterday we were playing the final series. This is crazy. It's you're going to miss hearing uh, the dropkick Murphy's? Oh, I was so happy when I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the finals, we were playing at the start of the game I was kind of looking for it but that's probably what threw me off at the start of the game I was waiting for dropkick Murphy and didn't play it and in the fourth quarter it kind of brought me home a little bit Kobe you mentioned going out in Boston with the family last night what do you like about the city and do you think you'll ever come back here yep absolutely will you know it's just uh, the history here you know it's a uh, it's a culture you know in LA it's uh, everything's so new you don't really feel you know the culture in our history and so to be able to walk around here and see the buildings and the people, and, you know, it's, uh, it's special. So I'll be around. But it's warm. Although <laughs> 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 nice Christmas time is always fun to come on the East Coast. You come for two or three days and then 
right, thanks, Kobe. <laughs> No problems at all. Yeah, it felt good. We got a lot of bodies available. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. No, we want everybody to be healthy. That's a good thing. What do you, uh, what's your forecast? You mentioned that Marcus played 12 and they might be up to the floor. Figuring slowly bringing I haven't decided that yet. Um, Scott, I've been thinking about it, working on it a little bit back in my office. Um, you know, he won't he won't play much more than that if he you know if he does play more than that. That's my initial thought. I'm not, I'm not the guy that anybody wants to talk to tonight. I get it. We already talked to him. Yeah. With the you know the Warriors game is a big deal. KG coming back now now tonight. How do how do you kind of kind of tune that out and make sure guys aren't getting? Well, every game's got to be a big deal to us. Um, every time we step on the floor, it's got to be a big deal, and it can't be about. You know the, the the show around us. It's got to be about us playing well and us doing what we need to do to be a successful basketball team. And um, I don't I don't waver from that. I won't, we don't talk a lot about any of the other stuff. Um, we just try to get ready for the team we're playing against. Bill Belichick has a saying: "Ignore the noise." Is that kind of the mindset you want your team to have when it comes to big games like this? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really get into big games, small games. They're all the same. Um, you know, it's kind of like road versus home. I, you got to play in that rectangle out there. And you got to prepare to play well. And I think that my biggest thing, and from a from my own standpoint, is the minute I start getting distracted about things that aren't important, you know, I'm not as good at my job. So um, I think we just have to stay in that moment, stay in that box, and you know, try to play as well as we can. With Marcus's return and you guys having more wing depth, do you see yourself uh, going small more often moving forward? I think the, the, the more bodies we have, the more often we will be able to go small, which is a good thing for our team. Talked yesterday about uh, you know, what Brandon, a little bit about what Brandon did here and about how you know, he had a hand in what happened with you know, big hand and what happened in the second half of the season. In what ways was he? I think the biggest the, the biggest influence that Brandon had, besides the fact that he's a good basketball player, was the way that he operated from the standpoint of he came to work every day. On off days, he was in um, stretching, lifting, taking care of his body with our training staff. Um, eats exceptionally well. Um, just prioritizes, you know, his body, and and you know he played 82 straight games. I think two straight years. So. Um, you know, hats off to him. I, I talked to him for a minute before the game. You know, I, as I said yesterday, I'm very fond of Brandon. I think he's a he's a, a real pro. And um, you know, I thought that you know, as a as a he, he's a young guy in a lot of ways. Um, but for us, he was old from a roster standpoint last year. And I thought that he set a nice example for people. Didn't think they felt us enough. Um, if you looked at them coming in, you know it doesn't surprise me when their players make plays. They have really talented individuals, especially perimeter players. Um, we had trouble with all of them, and uh, they just didn't feel us. You know, we were we were off the body. We were going under screens. We were getting back cut and giving layups, and that happened time after time. And in a team like this that has struggled but has that kind of talent. You just can't let them get a rhythm, and then you're then you're playing with fire, and that's what happened. Um, that coupled with 
I thought, you know, Julius Randle just went right through us and, you know, just dominated us physically. So I thought that was pretty, all pretty evident. You mentioned before the game about guys have done a good job not getting caught up in moments and, and atmospheres and such. Was that an issue at all? And, and if not, what, what do you think? The, what were the reasons for like defensive uh, lapses? Yeah, yeah I mean, we're, we're, we've had moments all year where, we've, where we haven't um, you know, played a perfect game by any means defensively or had really bad stretches defensively. But, um, but we knew coming into this game that if you allow them to get a rhythm, you're toast. Or at least it's going to be really tough to stop them. I mean, you know, I, I was pretty impressed when you're watching, you're out there watching D'Angelo Russell do what he was doing, Clarkson do what he was doing. You know, Kobe's Kobe, um, Lou Williams is Lou Williams. So it's like, I mean, you let those guys get going, you're in trouble. And I don't know if it was, I don't know how getting caught up in the moment would affect your body position on defense, but maybe it is. I don't know. Right. Did, did you, with two days off between games, did you have any hint that the guys were flat? And no. Did you, did you sense at all? And I didn't think we were flat today. I just thought I just thought we made some just bad errors. But I didn't think it was from a lack of effort or anything like that. I just thought our judgment on some defensive possessions. And then offensively, um, you know, we've got to get it. We just have to play better um, throughout the game offensively. Um, to, to give ourselves a better shot. You know, I think the, the thing that I said to the team in there, you know, you have a chance. You got it to two points or you got it to, um, you know, a two-possession game multiple times late, and we just threw away possessions at the end of the third, early fourth. And you got to know that if you just maximize possessions and hit singles, you're going to have a chance. And, you know, I didn't think we were very good, um, but, I, but I don't think it's appropriate not to credit them. I think that they played really well. And... You know, that's part of the game. Brad, I was just wondering how you thought Marcus played in his uh, 11 minutes tonight. He got beat a couple times uh, defensively in the fourth. And just how do you think he played? I mean, he made some good plays. Um, you know, and, and, he, and he had some plays that he'd like to have back, but you know, he he was he was he uh, got himself out of position a little bit, reaching and trying to make the home run play. But um, you know, that that happens, and uh, you know, again, but you just got to try your best to be solid on both ends. I think you know, I think generally when you're behind like that, you want to come back quickly, um, and. So I think it's pretty typical. What was, went into the decision to start Kelly in the second half? I just didn't think we were as crisp um, offensively. I thought that would give us a better boost offensively. Coach, just your overall thoughts on you know, the atmosphere tonight and, and maybe just your thoughts on Kobe's final game in, in TD Garden. Well, um, the atmosphere in TD Garden is always great. I love our fans. They're, it's spectacular atmosphere. I have to admit that like, I'm pretty focused on what's going on in the game, so I don't hear all the music, and I don't pay a ton of attention other than I can feel the, the vibe in the arena when big moments happen. And certainly he made a lot of big moments happen, and we didn't. And that's the disappointing thing from my standpoint. He's a great player, um, and we have to play better.
Coach, what did you really see out of Evan Turner and kind of getting the momentum going in that fourth quarter? Well, one thing about Evan, and we've talked about that, he's not going to – I mean, he's a uh, – he likes those – he likes those games. He likes those moments. He likes being a part of them, making plays in them. And he did. He kept us in it, gave us a chance. He's – I mean – He's kind of that reliable guy in that regard that, you know, when things aren't going your way all the time, he, he really loves basketball and he usually, you know, does good things to give you a chance. Brad, you guys haven't had too many, you know, just kind of bad loss, you categorize as a bad loss. How do you react to this and do you, you know, do you get upset or do you just kind of understand that this might happen occasionally? So I look at it, I look at it really objectively when I go to the film. Like, is it a, it, are there things that you could have done better and not react to, you know, they had a great shooting night or they made huge tough shots or, but, and I know I can already tell you that the back cuts are going to drive me nuts. The, um, you know, our, our lack of physicality will um, also, but then they made really tough shots. And I think that that's where, again, if, if and you guys know this from watching and being or playing basketball, and you get a couple easy ones to go early or they feel easy, your rhythm gets established, that's when you start getting hot, that's when you start feeling good about the game. And that's what happened tonight with all those guards. There wasn't one of them that didn't, maybe Kobe. Um, but then he made big ones late because he's, you know, he's able to respond from a tough start. Coach, just on Marcus, you didn't bring him in until late in the second quarter. Was that just an effort to save his minutes for the second he half a, if you needed it? No, he had a flat tire on the way here, so we missed our shoot-around. I told him that I was going to bring him in later. Thanks. No, I mean, I was just guarding him like anybody else. Um, you know, he's a, like I said, a great player. And, um, you know, he left a great legacy. And, uh, we all, you know, respect him for uh, what he's brought to the NBA. Pardon? Kobe? I think he was just playing. He was just taking what we were giving him. And he made some big shots at the end of the game. And to be honest, that's the reason, you know, it kind of sealed the game. Um, I feel like we got down a little bit when he knocked down that three. We were down, what, two points? Yeah. There you go, man. We're in the game. You miss that, anything can happen. Coach Steven spoke earlier about uh, rhythm and how that was such a big thing early on. Uh, when you guys are on the court, is that something that you feel is something that he constantly talks about? Yeah, I mean, it's something that, uh, you know, we should feel as a team. I feel like in the first half, we really didn't get a great rhythm because we weren't sharing the ball uh, very well. Second half, we started to share the ball a lot more, um, even more so in the fourth quarter. But it was almost too late. And, you know, we eventually got a rhythm, but... At the beginning of the game, I feel like we could have made this game a lot harder for them. You know, we were able to get stops and get a rhythm on the offense. Avery, uh, just in terms of the atmosphere in the building, how did this feel like a rivalry game tonight? Amazing atmosphere. Um, you know, every single time we play against the Lakers, it's like this. And uh, it's always cool to see the fans going for the Lakers and some come, going for us. It's just a great atmosphere. Happy to be a part of it. What was your reaction how they honored Kobe, both Celtics fans and the Lakers fans? I think it should be like that. Um, 
you know, everywhere that he goes. Like I said, he's brought a lot to the NBA, and um, you know, everyone respects what he what he does and what he did. Did it feel weird playing against Brandon? It did. Uh, me and Brandon were teammates for four years. He's like family to me. Um, I was happy to see him, but it was weird playing against them. Is this a game that you're going to tell your grandkids about moving forward, playing against Kobe in his last game here in Boston? I mean, if, if they ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Sweet. Thanks, Thanks sir. No You guys have been playing well. How disappointing is it to, to let them get some of those baskets tonight after you guys have been playing yeah. well offensively? Uh, it was very disappointing. That was a game. A lot of easy baskets. Those guys got comfortable, and from there was a snowball effect. How do you stop that snowball effect from occurring? You just got to get back to, to the basics. I mean, I said they didn't jump shots over it, but they got layup after layup after put back after layup. So, just got to um, get back to the basics. You know, teach our principles on defense and take away those easy baskets and make them shoot jump shots over. Is that a matter of you know engaging your teammates, telling them you know, get a box out, or is it just something that just happens naturally? Just a mental letdown from top to bottom from all of us. And, it hurt us. It hurt us, and we tried to fight back and fall back and make it a game late in the fourth, but it was too late. Kobe Bryant, you know, struggling shooting most of the game. It looked like you actually been shading off of him for a while, um, but then at the it end, wasn't, you know, the it like wasn't a smart idea. Yeah, but I had to. I was sticking to the principles, not. I got lost into the, into, into the game and not, not worried about who I was guarding. But uh, he made a tough shot. I was there to challenge, and he made it. Jay, is that tough one? You're on a rematch. They're just challenging for KG. I mean, we got to win. I really don't even mind. As long as we got to win, I wouldn't care. I think the loss is more disappointing. You've played in a lot of big college games. Did it kind of feel like a college atmosphere with opposing yeah. fans? Yeah, I mean, we had, that. We had both teams cheering, uh, fans cheering, so for sure it felt like a college atmosphere. How did that kind of, I mean, enhance the rivalry there? I mean, how did you deal with the atmosphere? I really don't buy into the crowd that much. I mean, I feed off of it a little bit, uh, but at the same time, I, you know, it don't bother me when the other team has a crowd on our home court. I mean, it's a part of it. They could have. Good tradition, just like the Boston Celtics organization. So it's two, two great organizations going at it. It's a good rivalry, and I don't mind it. What was it like going against Kobe, given all the fanfare and all the hype coming into this game with Kobe? Everything we expected. I mean, he's a great player. He's, uh, this is his last season. He's still doing a heck of a job with those young guys, and he got them playing work very well. They're very talented. Uh, they listen to him, and he's very smart, and they, they, they do it. So. What was the atmosphere like there tonight? Um, it was good. You know, it was loaded. You know, once again, uh, a lot of people there. Uh, you know, pretty good atmosphere. I think, uh, obviously, they can't see a uh, good game. And, uh, it's cool. You guys were really struggling there at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and you kind of put together a little bit of a run on yourself. What were you able to kind of harness there during that run to get you guys back in the game? Uh, you know, just attack. I think I just try to attack the basket and, you know, make the most out of it. And, you know, when I finish attacking, I try to make the right play in regards to assists and, uh, you know, just try to, you know, make it happen from there. From your perspective, where did things go south for you guys tonight? Um, I think they, they got comfortable kind of early on. You know, I think they played great early on when a, a low, uh, talented offensive team like that gets a feeling great early on. It's going to end up like that tonight, you know? I mean, uh, 
That was tough. I think that was tough. So much of the talk lead up to the game, obviously, with Kobe coming back to the Garden one last time. Is there any chance you guys may have spent maybe a little too much focus on him and maybe not? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think we somewhat worried about you know him coming back to the Garden for the last time or anything like that. I think uh, Coach said it, you know, we, we, worry about, we need to worry about ourselves and deal with that. I think one thing we kind of messed up on to a certain extent was the urgency for people to, without, you know, the number 24 on the chest. And that's what got guys kind of acclimated in a sense. Is it strange at all hearing them uh, in the Celtics crowd chant Kobe's name at the end of the day? I kind of, because I, I think typically they would never do that, you know, but I mean, it just says how much and respect, you know, the league and fans actually have for. You know, a great career that's kind of put together, you know, and uh, there's some big shots down the stretch, and, you know, I think eventually, as in a certain way as you should, you kind of lose sight in, you know, the, you know, the bravado of this is, you know, Boston, this and the other, and appreciate, you know, what Legend did to a certain extent, you know. How did things click in for you in the fourth? I mean, you just went on that run. What? Sort of happens. Yeah, I just look for my shot. You know, I think sometimes I, I balance in between. You know, looking passing first and second as opposed to looking for my shot. And you know, I just committed, got to the rim, attacked, and I, you know, use my strong body to make uh, make plays. The shots just seem to get easier and easier as you move Yeah, I think once I commit to attacking, for sure. I think um, fortunate enough, I have a array of moves where I can get any shot I want to a certain extent. And I think when I put my shoulder down and go to the rack, I think uh, I can finish decently well. So. Evan, how do you guys? I mean, this, how do you guys kind of respond from this? It's, people kind of assumed you guys would win, and I mean, it's yeah. a bad loss. What do you do? Uh, you know, just be a, a pro and come back in for work and get the energy back and you know set the tone like we've been doing. Uh, set the tone for. You know, for the next game in practice. So that's it.